Hey y'all, thanks for taking the time to listen to this installment of Go South, Old Man, a somewhat weekly podcast where a northern-born southerner explores some of the lesser-known things in and around the southeastern United States. In this episode, we're, or I, am in the Palmetto State, South Carolina. Now, the state ranges from the Atlantic Ocean northwest up to the Appalachian Mountains. So the people here divide the state into three parts. The mountainous upstate, the flat low country, and the sea islands. And that's where we'll be, on Pickney Island. Now, Pickney is between the barrier island of Hilton Head and the South Carolina mainland. And it's surrounded by miles of saltwater marshes and tidal creeks. And it was so thus protected from the open ocean. And with plenty of food, it made the 1,200-acre island an important Native American site. And there have been over 100 places here that have been identified as settlements most of them from the 1000 to 1500 AD time period. The oldest European maps even show an Indian fort on the island. Now, by the 1600s, it had become known as Lookout Island. And then a little later, Mackey's Island. Named for its first owner, an Indian trader and translator slash ambassador, the first of many diplomats who would own this little island. By the 1700s, its value lay in its rich, sandy soil and its easy water access to the important colonial places like Savannah, Bluffton, Buford, Port Royal, and Charleston. And in 1801, one Major General Charles Coatsworth Pickney. Uh, now I say Pickney, although there seems to be an extra N in the name, but that's how the locals I met pronounce it. Anyway, our man Pickney, on a trip down from his home in Charleston, which is about 40 miles further up the coast, just simply apparently fell in love with the place, and he bought it building a plantation house and planting sea cotton, a temperamental but extremely valuable variety of the crop that thrives in this environment. Now, like the man I described in the Cotton is King episode, there was much more to Mr. Pickney, but this time it's in a good way. See, Pickney was one of the country's founding fathers. He was a noted statesman, Revolutionary War veteran, and delegate to the Constitutional Convention. Also a minister to France and a contributor and signer of the United States Constitution. His brother Thomas has a similar resume and was also an ambassador to Spain for his good friend, Thomas Jefferson, and he was instrumental in the Louisiana Purchase. Altogether, seven South Carolina governors would bear the Pickney family name. 
Now, Charles, besides all that, also ran for president twice. Unfortunately, losing to such low-level guys as Thomas Jefferson and James Madison. But he did become well-known in diplomatic circles as well, when his very good friend, President George Washington, sent him to Paris as the U.S. minister to France. It was to resolve a critical issue threatening U.S. sovereignty. When the French officials demanded a bribe just to talk to them, the principled and outraged Pickney left the country. French newspapers got wind of it, and it became known as the XYZ Affair, for you U.S. history buffs, or international history buffs even. Well, the situation got so bad that the French and American navies almost fought it out in what became known as the Quasi-War. Bet not many of you Americans knew we were involved in a Quasi-War. Anyway, again, President Washington made Pickney a major general in the army during this time. Fortunately, the whole issue was resolved diplomatically before any real shooting started. Charles Pickney would come back and run his plantation and live in his uh, townhouse in Charleston until he died in 1824, excuse me, 1825, not far from where he was born. You can see his grave there today. Pickney Island, named for him, passed on to successive generations of Pickneys. Well, meanwhile, back on the island, the main plantation house was destroyed by the Great Hurricane of 1824, and nothing was ever rebuilt. But the fields, the plantation itself, was still productive all the way up until the U.S. Civil War, when it was ransacked by Union soldiers and several small military engagements took place on the island. Today, there are five military headstones in a cemetery up on the northwest side of the island. It's quite possible that these were slaves of the Pickneys drafted into the Union Army. But as time went on after the war, changes in agriculture, the loss of the slaves, the destruction of cotton by the bow weevil, and the Great Depression meant that by 1937, the whole place was virtually abandoned. And so, after more than 200 years of being in the Pickney family, the plantation and the island was sold to a Mrs. Ellen Bruce, wife of one James Bruce. Now, Mr. Bruce was a banker, a businessman, and as just about every other owner of the island, a diplomat. He was the ambassador to Argentina, and he shared the island with his brother David, who, you guessed it, was also a U.S. ambassador. Now, the Bruce's totally changed the island. They replanted the native hardwoods and and pines. They built numerous ponds to attract uh, migrating birds, and they 
uh, used about 70% of the farmland and put it back in use. But it was primarily used as a hunting retreat for their wealthy visitors. And one such, it became the personal hunting spot of James Bruce's boss, Robert E. Wood, who just happened to be the president of the Sears Roebuck and Company, the largest retailer in the world at that time. Then in 1954, they sold the island to Edward Starr and a man by the name of James Madison Barker. Barker was a distinguished MIT graduate and an early leader in the field of, what else, international affairs and business. They purchased uh, Pickney Island and several of the other surrounding islands, and they continued to manage it as a game preserve. Finally, in 1975, they donated nearly 4,000 acres of land and marsh to the U.S. Fish and Wildlife Service, and the Pickney Island National Wildlife Reserve was established. Today, it provides an important feeding and nesting site for birds such as ibis, egrets, herons, storks, ducks of all kinds, and bald eagles. There are 14 miles of trails, numerous ponds, and beaches. All this means there's an abundance of wildlife here, and it's not hard to see white-tailed deer and American alligators if you want. So, if you find yourself headed out for a game of golf or tennis or even pickleball on the manicured Hilton Head Island, make some time to stop and hike or bike on the beautiful wild Pickney Island and walk where over 400 years men and women who influenced U.S. foreign policy found their own sort of diplomatic retreat. You'll find ample parking, and it's free. There's no entrance fee here. And so go and enjoy the beauty of nature. If for some reason you uh, enjoyed listening to me ramble on about a place and person you probably never heard of, well, I'd appreciate you'd rate this episode and, and follow the podcast. You can also contact me with your own thoughts and questions at Go South Old Man Podcast at gmail.com. So until next time, thanks for listening and stay curious.